And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Isa Ashdown stars in Ray Bradbury's terrifying sci-fi story, Zero Hour on Suspense, going back to 1955. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Tony must correctly answer more true or false questions about being Crosby than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Tony. Yeah, hi, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Carl. You guys are awesome. Oh. Close mic. Happy Fourth of July. Ah, uh, thanks so We're much, Tony. We're glad to have you back on the air with us. How you doing? You're awesome too. Thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah, I'm doing great now that I'm talking to you guys. All right. <laughs> well, we're doing a little bit yeah, better, happy too. Happy Fourth, happy Fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a big uh, Yeah, so there's, like, lots of prizes, right? There's all kinds of, I think it's, like, what, one million doll hairs is on the, uh, <laughs> is, is on, on the line here? Is on one million doll hairs. Well, you are very generous, Carl. I know. So I'm sure whatever you yeah. give him will oh, be worth a here, lot of money. Here's the thing. It's either going to be one million doll hairs or some CDs. How's that sound, Tony? Whichever you want. All right. Ten of those, but I'll go with the CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little Bing Crosby. He was born May 3rd of 1903. He died October 14th of 1977 at age 84. Yeah. So uh, I've got some true or false uh, statements. That didn't add up. You said... He was born in 05 and died. No, I said 03, 1903. Oh, okay. You don't add up. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Ready to All play right. the game, Tony? Tony, this first um, statement. Carl, I have a suspicious feeling you're going to do very well on this. Really? Really? Oh, man. You're the only one of the three of us that think that. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Tony, the first one is for you. In addition okay. to the movie White Christmas, Bing also sang the song White Christmas in the movie Going My Way. True or false? True. No, he didn't sing it in Going My Way. So I'd say that's false. It's false. Yeah. He did sing well, it in I the movie. It like a champion. I know, right? He said it in the movie. He sang it in the movie Holiday Yeah, Year. Holiday And White Christmas. So there. Sorry, Tony. Here's for me. It's all right. It's all right. So, good. Far, so, so far, it's going my way. Yes, it's going your way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carl, don't fence me in. <laughs> All right, I, was Carl, a late, I was a little late there. Just right That's there. Bing right. Crosby was part owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team. Carl, oh, true or false? I think that's actually true. Yeah, I think okay. that's true. And I'm going to say it's false. 
Gosh darn it. No. I'm afraid that is That's true. That's for Carl. Here's yes. for Tony. Wow. He was. He was. Wow. Tony Bing got his nickname from his favorite comic strip, The Bingville Burglar. Bugler. Burglar, bugler. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I can't read. (laughs) Great. I'm going to say false. No, I'm pretty sure that that's true. I'm leaving now. (laughs) I'm done. Uh This isn't going well. So that's for Tony. Sorry, Tony. It's the Bingville Bugler. Bugler? Yeah. It was not for Bing Cherries. I always thought it was Bing Cherries. No, it's not. But it's not. It's the Bingville Bugler, which was a real comic strip. Yeah. Mm. Nice. All right, Carl. Oh, it looks yeah. like maybe pizzas in your future. That's yes, right. <laughs> yes, not yes. from me. It's not, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Bing had six children. True or false? Mm. You know, I think he had five boys and one girl. So I think that is true. I think that's true. I'm going false. Thank you. Finally, ah, here's Sheesh. for Carl. It's false. So he had four from his first here's marriage for Tony. and three from his second. So he had five all together? No, he did not. <laughs> How many did he have? He had seven. Oh, what? Seven? Yes. I didn't actually hear that, Carl. Do you want to ding that again? Yeah, ding, hang ding, on. Ding, here, ding, here ding. You there go. we go. There's there for Tony. we go. That's for Tony. There's time. I heard you. All right. Tony? Yes. Bing's only daughter starred on the TV show Dallas. False. No, that's true. She actually shot Jr. She shot Jr. Yeah. All right. Here's for Mary Tony. Crosby. Sorry, Tony. Played Kristen Shepard. All right. We still she got shot. another one, right? There's just one more to one go. One more. Okay. Carl. Yes. Ironside's writers initially planned for Bing Crosby to star as the character Robert T. Ironside. Really? Well, I don't know. Um, that sounds true. I would say true. I'm going to say Tarularu false. Thank you. You got one more there. It's false. It's there Columbo. Go, Columbo. Oh, he was going to be Columbo. Columbo. Wow. Not Ironside. I had no but, uh, idea. But Bing turned them down. He That's was a great busy question. golfing. I know. Yeah, he was. Uh, he liked the golf. So Tony, you still did well. Yeah, you still did. Tony, I'm going to send you some fun CDs or dollars and or, pizzas. Uh, or doll hairs, pizzas, whatever. <laughs> You're going to get some fun stuff and uh, happy Fourth, you, my friend. Yeah, You're have a great, a great player. weekend. Thank you. God bless you and your family. God Take bless care, you, Tony. Tony. Thanks so much. When we come back, a great episode of Suspense. Don't miss it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio, 
on Hollywood 360. That was me on Memorex right there talking about the classic radio club. And now this is me live. Going to talk a little bit more about it because our club is pretty unique. It is really a fun club for our listeners to join. And many, many, many hundreds of our listeners are classic radio club members. And the reason why they are is because you get 10 classic radio shows in perfect sound quality right from the master recordings sent to you on five cds in a collector case and a 12-page booklet detailing the history of those 10 shows that's the main thing you get sent to you right to your home every 30 days a new collection you can also get those same 10 shows in booklet via email and uh, it's a pdf for the booklet and then the uh, links digital links But most people, believe it or not, Lisa, they like the CDs, and it's a really nice presentation. You open the box, you you go to your mailbox every 30 days, open it up, there's this CD set, five CDs with the booklet in a case with the pictures of the radio stars on there. And this is what we send to our Classic Radio Club members. And then we email, if you want, we'll email you the Hollywood 360 show each week along with Radio Rarity. So in total... You get 34 classic radio shows each and every month by being a classic radio club member. Now, you can just go to our website to learn more about it, classicradioclub.com. That's classicradioclub.com. Or if you'd like to speak to a live operator, call our number, 815-900-7535. We'll answer all your questions about the Classic Radio Club. Now, if someone does not answer... Please just leave your return number and your name, and someone will call you back. 815-900-7535. And the club is what um, helps put this show on the air. So when you're a club member, you're supporting the show. You are, um, you're really um, valuable because without our listeners and without our club members, where would we be, Lisa? I couldn't imagine. We'd be doing this show from, like, your basement or something like My that. basement <laughs> <laughs> or yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So club members, we thank you. And, you know, we've had some club members from for five years. So we started this about yeah. five years ago. We still have some people that are in the club from day one. I cannot thank you enough. And um, thanks for your support. And Mike is um, who digitally remasters all those shows. That's why we call him Mike Bubble Bath Costella because he's cleaning those uh, 16-inch discs while he's in the bathtub. We appreciate that, Mike. Thank you for that. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Um, It's a visual. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Suspense. What can I say about suspense that I've not said already? It's the greatest radio show, I think, of all time. It was on the air 20 years. 20 years, Lisa. And uh, nearly 1,000 broadcasts. It came to radio in 1942, lasted all the way to 1962, and it was considered the best mystery drama series of the golden age of radio. It was radio's outstanding theater of thrills, and it had major movie stars on them. By the 19, like mid to late 1950s and into early 1960s, they didn't have the same budgets that they did earlier, so they just used radio pros You're going to hear um, a bunch of radio pros on this particular episode, including Paula Winslow, Parley Bear, John Daner. And the little girl on here is Isa Ashdown. She's maybe about 10 or 12 years old. This is one of the most 
terrifying sci-fi stories you'll ever hear. It's super cool. It's uh, written by a good pal of mine, Ray Bradbury. It's called Zero Hour from April 5th, 1955. Here's part one now of Suspense. And now, tonight's presentation of radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Tonight, Suspense brings you a repeat performance of one of the most controversial plays ever presented over your radio. It is called Zero Hour by Ray Bradbury. Starring Miss Isa Ashdown, here is tonight's Suspense play, Zero Hour. What a game. Such excitement they hadn't known in years. Mink talked earnestly to someone near the rose bush, though no one was there. Then the two little girls, shouting, laughing at each other. Such fun. Such tremulous joy. Mink ran into the house all dirt and sweat. For her few years, she was loud and strong and definite. And her mother, Mrs. Morris, peeling vegetables at the sink, watched with amusement as her daughter threw into a sack old pots and tools and things which were relegated to child play. Oh, my goodness, Mink, what's going on? Oh, the most exciting game ever, just ever. Oh? It's all right, I take these things, Mom. Well, just don't dent them and it's all right. Thanks, Mom, we won't. Bye. All right, dear. Oh, what's the name of the game, dear? Invasion. Invasion? Invasion. And in the garden now, a serious concentration. Mink with an assortment of pots, pans and wrenches, forks, spoons. And her friend Anna, a little younger, tongue in teeth, taking notes on a pad. This, this, and this. What's it say next? Wait a minute, Mink. Well, hurry up. Four, nine, seven, A and B and X. Four, nine, seven, A, and B, and X. A fork and a string and a hex, hex, hexagonal. A fork and a string and a, a hexagonal. What do we do next, Mr. Drill? And then Mink talking to the rose bush again. And to her own satisfaction, at least, receiving some kind of answer which she relayed to Anna. Triangle. How do you spell it? Oh, any old way. Doesn't matter. Now write beam. I haven't got triangle yet. Well, hurry. Zero hours by five o'clock. We haven't got all day. Then time out from invasion for lunch. Mink bolted down the soup and coincidentally crammed a sandwich into her mouth. Now you slow down, Mink. Whatever's waiting will wait a few minutes longer. But I can't. Drill's waiting for me. Drill? Well, that's a peculiar name. Is he a new boy in the neighborhood, dear? He's new, all right. Well, I don't think I've ever seen him. Which one is Drill? Oh, he's just around. You'll make fun. Everybody makes fun. All the kids do. Well, I don't think that's very nice. Is Drill shy? Well, yes, in a way. I don't know. I gotta go now, Mama, if we're gonna have the invasion. Now, you finish your milk, miss. Who's invading what? Martians invading Earth from up there. Oh, I see. And, um, Drill's a, a Martian? I think so. He's had a very hard time getting here. I should imagine. They couldn't 
figure out a way to attack Earth. How to get in or something. And Drill says they have to do it by surprise and even get help from your enemy. Oh, a fifth column, huh? Uh-huh. And all this time they haven't been able to figure out how to attack until one day they thought of children. Well, that was bright of them. And they thought of how grown-ups are so busy, they never look under rose bushes or on lawns. Oh, that's where Drill is now, uh, under the rose bush? Uh-huh, with all his friends, too. And there's something about kids under 11 with imagination. It's real funny to hear Drill talk. Well, it must be. <laughs> you better run along out if you want to have your invasion before dark. Oh, and bath tonight. School tomorrow, you know. Drill says I won't have to take any more baths. Oh, he does, does he? And we can stay up till 10 o'clock. Well, your friend Mr. Drill had better mind his P's and Q's or I'm going to call up his That's mother. That's just it. Drill says you're dangerous because you don't believe in Martians. Just like you think Drill's a kid. Well, he's not. And they're going to let us run the world when they get in. All of us kids. And I might even be queen. Well, that's nice, dear. Now run along. Mom. What is it, dear? Mom, when the invasion comes, we'll have to get rid of you and Daddy. But I'll be sure it won't hurt very much. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. Hello. Hello, Mary. How are things in New York? Oh, Helen, how nice. Are you in town? Oh, no, I'm in Danbury. I was just thinking of you and thought I'd call. Oh, it's long distance, though. You shouldn't. Oh, I can afford three minutes. How's Henry? Fine. And Bill? Oh, just fine. What about Mink? Oh, wonderful. Noisier than ever. Oh, she's got a, a new game now. It's taken the place of hopscotch. Invasion. Is she playing that, too? Well, yes. Are yours? Same thing. Some kind of geometric jacks, I suppose. Isn't it a screen? You know, all the kids their age are playing it up here. Timmy's got a crush on some guy named Drill, I think that's what it is. Oh, it, it must be a new password. Mink likes him, too. Well, I didn't know it got to New York. Word of mouth, I suppose. You know, kids. Funniest thing, I got a letter from my sister in Boston. She says her kids are playing it, too. It's just sweeping the country. Well, I... I wonder where they learned it. Don't ask me. All I know is what Timmy told me at lunch. Zero hours at five o'clock. When? Today. That's when the invasion's going to be. Oh, these kids and their imagination. And they talked a little more. Schoolgirl friends. Casual woman talk, but Mrs. Morris was thoughtful. She was thinking of other things, of adults, of children with imagination, rose bushes, dimensions. She thought of how much she had forgotten about being a child, and she wondered about Mink and all the kids who were at that moment playing Invasion. I will, and to Bill and the kids. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. What do you think, Lisa? That's so far, creepier and yeah, creepier. this is a really good one, man. Um, Ray Bradbury. I had the great honor of working with Ray Bradbury. I contacted him years and years ago. I was putting out classic radio shows. Uh, this was on cassette at the times before mm. CDs, and I uh, contacted his agent at the time and said, "I'd love to have uh, Ray Bradbury choose the top sixty 
sci-fi radio shows, and we'll put his ones in there too, but the top ones, and, you know, and uh, he loved it. And I got to meet with him and work with him and went to his house, went downstairs into his basement, and he had all his memorabilia down there, mm. and we had lunches, and he chose the 60 shows from list that I list that I gave him, um, and he wrote the foreword to the booklet, um, and, yeah, just got to be uh, good pals with him, kept in touch with him all the way. He lived to be... Late nineties, I think. Um, one of the greatest sci-fi writers, maybe maybe the greatest sci-fi writer of all time. He wrote this story, Zero Hour on Suspense. Uh Isa Ashtow starring in this uh broadcast, uh going back to April fifth, nineteen fifty-five, and John Daner is doing the narration. Parley Bear in this, Paula Winslow plays her mom. We'll get back to it. In a flash. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. I mean, but is it the best in classic radio? I think so, you know? What do you think? I mean, there's Adam West right there, my good pal, um, saying, now back to the best in classic radio. Well, I if think he we, says it, it I must think, be true. I don't want to argue with Batman. First of all, he's saying well, it's the best. you're telling him what to say. That's the I thing. did write. <laughs> I did write it. I did say I'll send you a script, right. Adam. I mean, he didn't make that up. No. He just read what right. I sent him. That's what I'm saying. But um, I mean, according to whom is the question. And here's the thing. Lisa was not the co-host at the time. That's true. So I didn't have her. Um, that's Maybe. why he doesn't say. I, now was, back I to, was involved in the show. You were involved in the show, but you had like a little segment here or there. <laughs> no, you weren't the co-host. No, I know, and but so, I was still here. And you know, unfortunately, Adam is no longer with us. Otherwise, I'd say, hey, could you do a, like a repeat? You know, could you do a little pickup line for me? Yeah. Now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Is that how it would go? Is that what you'd well, write? Yeah, I would have. I would have. Well, I would have had him say, "Now the back best. to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari and Lisa Wolf." I was going to say with Carl Amari and Lisa Wolf. No, it would have been it would have been more like and Lisa <laughs> just kind of mumble the end of the line. Yeah. And then I would have got Mike's name in there. Sure. Too. So, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, he was. Um, well, he there are re- opportunities for new announcers in moving forward. He um, no, I can't. I mean, it's Adam West. I mean, you I know, know, I have, a, you know, a long friendship with him. And uh, he was Batman. I, mean, I know. Plus, he was Mayor West I on know. Family Guy. I mean, I come on. Two iconic things. He was such a great guy. Such a great. I sat in the Batmobile with him one time. 
years and years ago. It wasn't his Batmobile. It was George Barris's Batmobile. George Barris, who built the Batmobiles, I think there was four or five of them, few of them yeah. that he built, that actually George Barris mm. built. And we sat in a Batmobile. With Adam West, though. Adam West oh, and wow. I, yeah. I was sitting in the, I was in Robin's seat. You were in the back seat, I was in the trunk. Not in the back, there was <laughs> no back kidding. seat. I'm just kidding. There was no back seat. <laughs> I know. Um, I saw it in Highland Park. Well, there it that was might a, a not version have been, of it. That I'm might not, not sure have been the same one that I was that in. Was. <laughs> yeah, um, but then you know now there's um, there's some some builder, some car builder. I don't know the Carolinas or somewhere who has a license to build Batmobiles, and he builds them, and they're like I don't know, hundred fifty thousand dollars a piece or more, maybe. But you can actually. Buy a Batmobile. Batmobile. So my birthday's coming up, Lisa. My sixtieth birthday. You could use a new car, Carl. And I can use a new car. (laughs) So just saying. So Batmobile. Mike, what do you think? You want to split it? 150 grand. Sure, why not? Sure. (laughs) I could I would look good in that Batmobile. Yes, you would. You know? Yes, you would. All right. Anyway, we're listening. I'll keep it in mind. Okay, we're listening to Suspense. It's called Zero Hour. And I think one of the best stories ever, written by um, Ray Bradbury, who wrote like The Illustrated Man and Martian Chronicles, Mars is Heaven, Fahrenheit 451. I mean, one of the greatest, if not the greatest sci fi writer of all time. I'm trying to think who could even really be in the same category. As Ray Bradbury in the sci-fi world, I mean, I mean, every high school. I mean, H.G. Wells certainly is up there, and maybe Isaac Asimov. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Ray Bradbury is the pinnacle. Uh, This is called Zero Hour. Let's get back to it right now. An hour drowsed by. It was three o'clock. There was an occasional hum inside the coolness of the house as a car passed outside. The street was lined with good, green, and peaceful trees. And all across the city, in other gardens, in other places, children under 11 were excitedly playing a game, talking to rose bushes and grass lawns, trees and shrubs. Even children in apartment houses, high in the air, conferring with potted plants, cactus and ivy. Mrs. Morris finished her housework and went to the kitchen. Oh, hello, dear. Hi, Mom. Can I have a glass of water? Of course, I'll get it. Pi R squared, 27. A over 56 to the 7th degree, X, T, 7. What, dear? Oh, nothing, Mom. Oh, here you are. Thanks. How are things going? Huh? The, uh, invasion. Oh, that. Yes, that. Almost finished. When everything's right, Grill said we should be ready on time. Five o'clock? That's right. How'd you know? Helen called me from Danbury. She says that uh, Timmy's playing it, too. Hey, that's keen. I guess all the kids are, aren't they? No, not all of them. Not guys like Jimmy Wood and Bob Wilson. They're growing up and they make fun of us. They're worse than parents. They just won't believe in Drill. They're so smart just because they're growing up. You'd think they'd know better. They were little only a couple of years ago. Well, we'll get rid of them first. Drill says it's okay to kill them first. Aminka, I don't like that kind of talk. Do you hear me? I don't like it at all. No, now, Ma. I mean it. You keep on that way and there'll be no more playing. You'll have to tell Anna to go home and you'll stay inside until bedtime. I'm sorry. Well, I should think so. Thanks for the water, Mom. 
Uh, Mink. Yes, Ma? What did those, uh, those numbers mean? What numbers? Those numbers you were saying to yourself before. Oh, that. They're the things we have to do to get Drill and his friends out. That's all. Uh, look, dear. Why don't you and Anna go down to the drugstore and get some ice cream? You don't even have to use your allowance. I'll pay for it. Haven't got time, Mom. Thanks. Well, I, I'd never believe I'd hear you say that. I gotta go now, Mom. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Mink, I, I want you to tell me the truth. What is this invasion silliness? It isn't silly. It's just a game, that's all. Mom, we're just playing an invasion. Excuse me, I gotta get back now. I'll see you later. It was a game called Invasion. Mrs. Morris's little girl, Mink, was playing it. So was Mink's friend, Anna, and all the other children under 11. It was called Invasion, and zero hour was to be at five o'clock. Mrs. Morris was disturbed. She wasn't sure why, but there was something, something about parents shutting ears and eyes to what was happening. And because she was disturbed, she did something she didn't usually do. She called her husband at the office. Hello, dear. Oh, hello, Henry. I'm sorry to bother you, but Miss Maxson said you weren't busy. Oh, not too. I should be able to get home early today. Everything all right? Yes. You all right? I, I'm fine. Mink? Oh, she's... Henry. What? Oh, nothing. I, I just wanted to talk to you for a minute. That's all. <laughs> Listen, are you sure you're all right? Oh, yes. Mink been getting on your nerves? Not really. Well, you tell her to behave, or when I come home, she and I are going to have a talk. As a matter of fact, she's been a little fresh lately, and I don't think it's good. Well, she's playing outside. She's fine. Honey, is something wrong? Why, no, I... I told you I, I was just thinking about you and wanted to talk, that's all. Nothing wrong with that. Not a thing. You go back to your work, dear. I'll see you soon. All right. What time do you think you'll be home? Oh, about five, maybe a little earlier. Five? Oh... Hey, what? Come on, what? Well, I... I was just thinking. Nothing, really. Just Mink and you and me. <sighs> Goodbye, dear. You are okay, aren't you? Yes, I'm fine. Goodbye. Goodbye. Another hour passed and it was half past four. The day began to wane. The sun lowered in the peaceful blue sky. Shadows lengthened on the green lawn. Outside it was quiet. The two little girls more intent than ever upon their endless movement of design and pattern with the implements before them. Mrs. Morris watched from the window, and she had never known Mink to have such powers of concentration. She had turned on the radio and sat drinking a cup of coffee and turned over her thoughts. Children. Children. Children love and hate side by side. Sometimes children love you and hate you all in half a second. Strange children. Do they ever forget or forgive the whippings and the harsh, strict words of command? I wonder, I wonder, how can you forget or forgive those 
over and above you. Those tall, silly dictators. Those parents. Mom! Oh, what is it, dear? Have we got a piece of lead pipe and a hammer? Well, I, I don't know. They might be in the garage. What do you want them for? We just need them. Well, if you tell me what for, dear, maybe I, I can... Is something wrong? Drill stuff halfway. If we could get them all the way through, it'd be easier. Then all the others could come through after him. But can I help? Thanks, Mom. I can fix it. You better get through, Mink. I want you to take your bath before your father comes home. All right. Now he's coming home early. And Mink... Mink! Mink had disappeared behind the shrubs. And Mrs. Morris knew it was ridiculous to make an issue of it. Besides, what was the issue? Invasion? Drill. Zero hour. Unaccountably, a cool breeze came up, and although normally for that time of year it would have been a relief, Mrs. Morris felt a chill. She closed the window. Time passed. A curious waiting silence came upon the street, deepening. Then from the living room, Mrs. Morris heard... Five o'clock, zero hour. It had come, and now it had gone. But was the clock right? And Mrs. Morris, knowing how foolish it was, knowing it, went to the phone and dialed. Oh, silly. It's, it's silly. the time will be exactly 4.54 and 20 seconds. Four fifty-four and 20 seconds. And Mrs. Morris knew that it wasn't as silly as she had thought because it wasn't five o'clock yet. Not zero hour yet. Then the car drove up into the driveway. Hi, me. How's it going? Hi, Anna. Hi, Daddy. Bye, Hi, Mr. Morris. Got a kiss for your old man? Haven't got time now, Daddy. Well, that's a nice thing. What are you doing? We're playing invasion. Oh, swell. Your mother in the house? Uh-huh. Okay, be good. I will. There are in a few minutes, Daddy. <laughs> All right, I'll be ready. Mrs. Morris heard him chuckle. Then he stepped up the walk to the front door. Mary? I'm I'm in the living room, dear. Oh, hi. Our daughter didn't have time for a kiss. How about you? <sighs> a hard day? No, not particularly. Would you like a cocktail? No, you read my mind. Martini? Perfect. Anything exciting happen today? No. Oh, Helen called. Oh. From Danbury, I... I told her she was crazy, but she just felt like calling. Like you calling me this afternoon crazy, huh? Hey, what was that all about? Well, I told you. I, I just wanted to. Mm. Hey, incidentally, what's this new game the kids are playing? Invasion. That's a nice depressing thought. Is, is she all right? Come to think of it, she looked kind of funny. She's all right. What's the time, Henry? 
couple of minutes after five? Why? No, no, the clock's wrong. By your watch. Huh? Oh, I've got two minutes, too. I'm probably slow. You got something on the stove? No, I, I just wondered. Honey, hey, look at me. What's the matter? Nothing, really. Now, no, really. Mink's been up to something. No, of course then not. What? I, I guess I'm a little tired, upset, that's all. You want to go out for dinner? Oh, no, I, I've got a steak here. I'll tell you what, I'll barbecue it. How'll that be? Oh, fine. What, what was that? What? Well, I, I thought I heard something. Well, I didn't. I, I must have been imagining it. Hey, you are jumpy. Why don't you have a drink? It'll do you good. No, I don't want one. What's the time? Mary, what is this? Now, I mean it. Something's wrong, and I want to know. Oh, it's silly. It, it's so silly. I, I'm on edge, that's all. Mary. I am. I don't like this. That kid's done something, hasn't she? I'm going to get her in. No, no, Henry, please don't. She, she hasn't. It, it's nothing at all. I just... What's that? I, I don't know. Those kids haven't got anything dangerous out there, have they? I noticed a lot of junk lying around. I thought it was a game. She wouldn't have done it herself. They made her do it. What the devil? Well, maybe you better go out and tell them to stop playing now. It's after five. You tell me to put off the invasion until tomorrow. Tell her. It is coming from outside. What are they up to? I'd better take a look. Mink! Mink! Good Lord! Bombs! Bombs! They're bombing! No, it, it's upstairs. I know it is. In the attic. That's where it is. Mary. Mary, it is not up there. Mary! He ran after her, confused, not a little frightened. She seemed to know something. In the attic. Her mind had worked that quickly. Any excuse to get him away from the outside, to get him upstairs to the attic in time. And outside, there were more explosions, and they could hear the children screaming with delight. It is not in the attic. It's outside. Mink's out there. What's the matter with you? No, no. I'll show you. Hurry. Get inside, quick. Now we're safe until tonight. Are you crazy? Why did you throw that key away? Oh, maybe we can sneak out later. Maybe we can escape. For heaven's sake, the kid's out there. Do you want her to get killed? Oh, you don't know. You don't. We've got to stay here. We've got to. It's horrible. We've got to. You've got to stay here with At me. At this point, I don't know how the devil I can get out. Where's no. that light? Cord? Oh, be quiet. Please be quiet. They'll hear us. They'll find us. Oh, Henry, please. Well, who's going to answer the telephone? There's that noise again. Oh. It's in this house. Mary, what is this? Mary, what's happening? You know, now answer me. Stop it, Mary, stop it. Somebody's downstairs. Who's down there? Who? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, hush. Please, please be quiet. They might go away. Please, please. And between his wife's terror and the electric humming from below, Mr. Morris felt a great fear. They trembled together in silence in the attic. Mr. and Mrs. Morris, parents of the little girl. Then they heard steps coming up the stairs. And a voice. Mommy! Daddy! Where are you? And a queer, cold light became visible under the door crack. A strange odor and the alien sound of eagerness in Mink's voice was almost more than they could bear. Each wanted to scream. And another sound. And the attic lock melted. 
Mink. Mink with bright little eyes and tousled hair peered inside. And behind her, tall, wavering blue shadows. Frightful shadows. Suspense, in which Miss Isa Ashdown starred in tonight's presentation of Zero Hour. Suspense is produced and directed by Anthony Ellis. Tonight's script was written by Ray Bradbury and adapted by Mr. Ellis. The music was composed by Leith Stevens and Lucian Morowick and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Featured in the cast were Parley Bear, Paula Winslow, Eve McVeigh, John Daner, and Beverly Hanley. Sound patterns were by Bill James and Ray Kemper. This is the CBS Radio Network. All right, one of the most uh, terrifying episodes of Suspense at Zero Hour, starring Isha Ashdown as the little girl Mink, along with Parley Bear and Paula Winslow as her parents, and a bunch of other great actors in there. Larry Thor doing the announcing with John Daner as the narrator. John Daner, of course, played Paladin on uh, radio. He was on a zillion radio shows. Uh, great show. April 5th, 1955. is heard on CBS. Suspense, just the greatest series of the golden age of radio, written by good pal of mine, Ray Bradbury. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. All righty, Carl. We're going back to the 1960s. Best of. That's... um. Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Jimi Hendrix. Purple Haze. Yes, and it was written by Jimi Hendrix as well. Purple Haze, released by Jimi Hendrix. Tell you that, Prevagen, man. Yeah, that must do it. It's 1967. Work. It 1967. Wow. I was four, and you I were, not you were three. Yet. No, I was not born Yes, yet. you were. No, I was Yes, not. you were. You were three. Um, all right, Lisa Wolf. Right. Very well, good, right? We're about uh, 12, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Purple Haze. And it's almost your birthday. Yes, it is. About a month and a half away. Got to check out the Batmobile. Batmobile. <laughs> That's what I want. I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, Dick Kalmar stars as thief-turned-amateur detective Boston Blackie from 1947. But first, we're going to le- uh, need a Hollywood 360 listener, right, Lisa? That's right. We're going to play Name That Tune. It's all about Bing Crosby. If you're ah. a fan of Bing Crosby and his ba, ba, music, ba, 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 ba. besides that song, ba, ba, uh, you can ba, ba, give ba. us a call at 312-642-5600. Looking for caller number six. Ba, ba, Play ba, the game. Ba, 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 ba. 312-642-5600. Play the game. We'll see you soon.
Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey go a lot easier.